And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to another edition of The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. And that is Stunt. And that is Jake. We're so glad you decided <laughs> to join us today. Uh, let's see, we always start with our recap stunt. Uh, Sunday Funday. I, you know what I did fajitas with the steak and shrimp and, the, and you know, the peppers and the Continue onions. Continue to use stuff. that flat top a lot. It's, uh, it was so windy, I had to move the flat top into the garage. Oh, really? To get it done because the wind was just blowing and howling. It's a lot uh, like last that this weekend again, too. Yeah, and it, it sure is. But enough of that. Let's not bury the lead. As, as people remember, last week we were live for the Man Cato Home Show. You were uh, regaling us with your uh, latest addition to the family. That's right. The standard Weber kettle. I got it, and I broke it in over the weekend, or over the last week here, made steaks. I got it all cleaned up, shined up on the outside, got a big fire roaring on the inside, just kind of burn off anything as I bought it off the face of the marketplace. Nice. And then got the coals all ready and cooked some steaks and potatoes on there. Oh, That's it was honestly... It's exact. You're exactly right when you talk about making those steaks fast on the charcoal. It's right. so good. It's the and the charcoal's great because you can control that heat. You pile it up higher or lower, and you just you need that you need that hot heat. You're not you wrong. You you're 100 right. I like using my pellet grill for that. Get up to like 450, and I but this is different and it's better. I shouldn't say it's better, but it's definitely was a great steak. I, I, of course, right. I bought some good steaks too to break it in with, so it helped a lot. But it was really good. It is amazing that a good steak definitely makes a difference. But you can take an average steak. And do it on the charcoal, and it just changes it completely yeah. because you can uh, you can get it done exactly the way you want. You can still render the little fat strip. Uh, you can still get those crispy little edges <laughs> and still have it uh, perfectly done in the middle. And then and then you'll start to experiment. You'll be like, "Wow, this is cool!" Because you get kind of that charcoaly, smoky, seasoned flavor. Yep. Um, and then you'll want to experiment with. Uh, and then you go back to the flat top and you do it with you know with the butter and the rosemary and the thyme, which is fun to do too. And, and yeah, just a different. There's uh, so many different ways to do it. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So, like I said, the ballpoint pen of uh, of barbecue <laughs> and grilling is that uh, that Weber. I use my Weber constantly. Yeah, constantly. It was so. it was a fun time to use. I'm glad I'm glad I got in the garage. Uh, the girlfriend when she found out, by the way, was like, "And where are we going to put this?" It's all <laughs> the good. The garage doesn't fit any cars, but it does have five smokers and in grills. Your so. mission, should you choose to accept it, is uh, when you get comfortable with it, you got to try and do a brisket. It's a challenge. The, oh, really? It's a challenge. Yeah, you got to keep that charcoal going, and it? you got to keep the heat in there, and uh, you get the little smoke ring going inside, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So, all right, listen, uh, we've got a special guest today. Andy from uh, River City Eatery is going to join us, and he is uh, waiting in the wings. So let's not screw around. Let's get to it. The barbecue show tip, tip of the week. week. And right away, we're going to write the chicken. It's not like steak, and it's not like a burger. You got to keep away from the high heat when you're doing chicken because you don't want to burn up that skin too quickly. At least uh, I don't like doing that. Right. You, you you want to have it be a different kind of cook. Medium heat indoors, if you're doing it that way, it be more indirect. You don't want to put it right on top of your flames. Uh, so that's where the pellet really works great with chicken. Right. But a great way to get to cook it. Get it cooked all the way through, but not char it and burn and and, and uh, burn that skin of on the outside of the chicken. It's really easy to do, especially if you're using sauce on it as well. So, good tip. Good tip. Thanks. Right to it. Speaking of chicken, uh, a guy who does a lot of great chicken and brisket, Andy from River City Eatery, joins us next on the Barbecue Show. Stick around for more of the Barbecue Show right after this. Back to the Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. 
right, we're back on the barbecue show. It's Stunt, it's Jake, and we have special guest Andy's with us from River City Eatery. Is that right? Yep. River, River? That's right. River City Eatery. Yep. See, he talked my language. He uh, <laughs> completely understood. Uh, Andy, welcome. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's uh, it's great. Now, you're, uh, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and more importantly, tell us a little bit about River City Eatery and how you got started in that and kind of what led to that jumping off point? Um, well, River City Eatery, we have a location in Wyndham, Minnesota, and we also have one at River Hills Mall in Mankato. Okay. Um, River Hill, um, the one in Wyndham, we've been there for 12 years now. And the one in the mall, we've been there since about Thanksgiving. And we have been a restaurant that we have transformed over the years. We we started as a coffee sandwich shop. Okay. That lasted about two days. <laughs> Um, what happened? As soon as we had a line going halfway down the block for our food, it's realized, okay, we're going to be a restaurant. Right. And so now we're a restaurant that has an espresso machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we, we've changed. Then we started doing a whole lot of catering. We've done weddings for three to 500 people on the regular for about a year. And then the pandemic hit. Ah. And... It, the you know a lot of people will say the pandemic's over it's not for the restaurant industry and so right about that time it's like okay people aren't going to come to us we need to go to them and we started looking at different menu options and barbecue was just starting to really take off everybody was just you know the early Traeger years is what mm-hmm. I consider them and so I'm okay yeah let's give it a shot and so I got myself a pit boss and we started doing a couple briskets and some pulled pork and people really started to like it and next thing you knew I was spending a hundred dollars in pellets a week <laughs> oh boy and it's like okay wow. it's time to ramp up and so me and my son mid mid pandemic, we drove down to Shreveport, Louisiana, and we got a 250-gallon offset smoker. And That's wow. what I'm talking yeah. about right there. It, That's a, more power. Yep. And so, and we haven't looked back. Now I'm doing probably 400 pounds of brisket a week and probably around 350 to 400 chicken. And we'll do uh, pork once the food trucks start getting rolling again. Because okay. that's a very easy commercial food for a truck. Right. And you and you guys have a truck also, right? Yep. We, we also have out. a truck. Yeah. When I nice. first met Andy, it was, I shouldn't say I I don't know if you're even there when I first met, but my first River City eatery experience was your food truck at an event. But then you're in the mall, and that's where I was. We're talking about barbecue and all this stuff, and you didn't really consider it a smoked meat or like a southern thing. You considered it a comfort thing. Yeah, it's um, like I was saying before. Our smoked meat is it's not the star of the show. Like we're not a barbecue place. We've never claimed to be a barbecue place. We just make really good food. Um, and part of that really good food is smoked meat. Um, cause our brisket is, I think some of the best around and our chicken is phenomenal and it's great with a uh, uh, smoked chicken is great in a chicken bacon ranch sandwich or on top of our mac and cheese and same with brisket. It's, you can't go wrong with good food. Right. I'm hungry again, Stunt. <laughs> it, it, it happens on the show all the time. Every it's crazy. Week. I don't understand it. It's crazy. Uh, so what, how did you get started with the, you started with the, uh, you said, you know, kind of a coffee and sandwich shop. Yep. What led you to that? Just uh, like a passion and a dream and um, let's go. And my wife is the biggest driver of River City eatery um i'm just along you know trying to keep up (laughs) um this has been a dream of hers since she was a little kid and the joke between us is she tried to get lending to get this place before she met me but she didn't have any collateral well she ended up marrying it (laughs) (laughs) 
I wonder if I'm collateral to my wife. To look into that, get back to you. So about. Oh, three years after we got married, we opened River City Eatery. Okay. And we've just been growing and changing ever since. We started with, uh, you know, enough space to fit maybe 50 people tops. But then we bought the building next door. And now we can, we used to be able to hold around 200. We had a meeting room for 90. And we, unfortunately, we've had to shutter that because of lack of interest. But yeah, it's, we just keep growing and we change. And it's, it's been great. It's been a fun, crazy ride for sure. Absolutely. Wow. And so, and, and the first one you said started in Wyndham, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And how is it, you mentioned the pandemic and uh, you said something I think really uh, poignant in that the pandemic is not over for the restaurant industry. It, it seems like everybody else thinks it's over, but for you guys, it's not. How is that for staffing? Is that continually a problem? Or? Staffing is close to impossible. Right. Um, like in our location in Mankato, we still have guys from Wyndham come up and work. I mean, I work every Tuesday and Saturday, so if you want to come say hi, I'm always there. <laughs> um, my wife comes up on Sundays, and that's just, you know... What it, you got to do. Yeah, that's what we have to do, and once we become established, and we'll, um, you know, try to find some more people, but people, it, it's not only the pandemic, but it's how people have changed their what they're doing with their lives. It's like money. Everybody had two to three jobs before the pandemic. And then after they decided that maybe they didn't need that money anymore. So now they're not working that second job. Um, or like, where are you going to spend your money? Yeah, it's, right. Because where we're at in Wyndham, we're 45 minutes away from Iowa and we're an hour and a half away from South Dakota and we're an hour away from Mankato. So Iowa didn't have a mask mandate. South Dakota didn't have a mask mandate. So on the weekends, Wyndham would be a ghost town because everybody went to Iowa or South Dakota. And now that there is no more mask mandate, people are still doing the exact same thing. They found new habits. Yeah. And that's what, and that's a lot. I mean, a lot of that stuff happened not to go down that route, but when pandemic happened, it formed all brand new habits for people. Yep. It's what they had to do. It's what they wanted to do. Right. And now to change those habits again is going to be, it's been very difficult no. for a lot of people. And I don't think those habits are going to change because you go to Iowa and you go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, they found things that they liked there that normally they wouldn't have went that direction. They would have come up to Mankato, but they found something in Sioux Falls that they liked. And now that's going to be a forever habit for them. That's uh, frightening in a way, really. But yeah, for businesses, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it, it truly is. So um, I can only imagine. I don't want to speculate too much, but the food truck must be. Is that a, a nice supplement to uh, to the restaurants? Oh, it is. It's great. Um, we love the food truck. It's very similar to the mall where we we throw two people in there and we go to a party and we get to interact with everybody and hear. It's so rarely do you hear people that like the food. You know, being the owners, we hear about everything people don't like about what we do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And it's disheartening after a while. But in the food truck, it's like, oh, that was a great sandwich. Like, thanks for being here. Like, that was amazing. And it's great to hear that, not um, making the food and being the owner of the establishment to actually hear the positive things and not just the negatives. I feel it's funny you say that only because there is so much negative that happens in a restaurant. Oh, this is a bad experience. This is not good food. This was undercooked. This, mm -hmm. But you go to a food truck, it's like, that was so great like the either the expectations are so much different for a food truck or whatever it is people are just so much more willing and excited to share positives about a food truck but not do that same thing for a restaurant yeah it's really weird and with the food truck food is so emotional for people it's 
it, you go into a restaurant, you want to have that same experience you had five years ago. And they expect that same experience, but either they've changed, you've changed, the restaurant's changed. With a food truck, you're just there for the food. Right. There is no expectations. There is no experience. You're just there for the food and how good it is, and you appreciate it for exactly what it is. That's, uh, that, yeah, well said. Yeah, that was really well said. <laughs> really, really <laughs> And that'll do it, folks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I mean, what do, you, what, do you, what do you add to that? Uh, we're talking with Andy today from River City Eateries here on the Barbecue Show. Our Eatery, I should say. Yeah. yeah. It's just the eatery, but you have two locations, Wyndham and River Hills Mall in Mankato. So um, that kind of spreads it out. Do you notice a difference? That I get, you know, Mankato Wyndham isn't a huge separation, but do you notice a difference in uh, in ordering styles and, and tastes, I guess? You know, like is brisket more popular in one area than the other or pork more popular? Or is it pretty much right down the middle? Um, it's honestly right down the middle. Um, Mankato is kind of fun because, especially in the mall, you get so many of these little towns that that come into the mall. We don't get so many locals. I mean, that's happening, starting to happen. But you get all these little little towns from around Mankato that come into shop. And so it's very similar to Wyndham. It, and a lot of people know us because we've been to their small town with a food truck. Right. I mean, we'll go to these little towns like Morgan, and we've spent a bunch of time in Fairmont and Worthington and St. James. And they all know us just by the logos and and, you know, I tend to stand out in a crowd <laughs> um, that it's like, oh, you're here, you know, and they're super excited because they had the mac and cheese and brisket on the truck and they get to have it here now. So it's yeah. just one more option. That is uh, that's great. Uh, so do you, do you keep your menu fairly simple, fairly straightforward yep. or uh, um, we especially food trucks in Mankato. We keep it super lean, super quick. I mean, turnaround time up here in Mankato is less than five minutes. Nice. Um, so we keep everything really streamlined, really slick. We don't you don't have uh, order paralysis where, oh, you got 50 things on this menu. What do I order? Do you want do you want a CBR? Do you want a French dip or do you want some mac and cheese with some brisket or chicken on top. There's a little bit more than that, but those are our big sellers. Right. You know, so it's okay. This is what we have and it's simple and take it and go and it's great food. Well, and I don't have to tell you, I mean, you're the restaurant, the restaurateur, <laughs> um, but I, I see this a lot, especially with, uh, with bars that have a kitchen and uh, the, the way you said it, ordering paralysis, mm -hmm. where they build a menu that's so big. It's ridiculous. It's hard for people to uh, decide what they want. And it's really even harder, I think, on the establishment to to maintain. You, not only you have inventory, but now you need, yeah. you need people who can do all of those things on that menu the same way every yeah. single time. And it's hard to stand out where, you know, a lot of places that are known for their, you know, their wings or their burgers or their brisket or their whatever. But yeah. if you've got 50 things on the menu, you know, how do you how do you make right. one stand? out without you know hurting yourself in yeah. other areas so. no exactly and consistency is king i mean in the restaurant industry right consistency is absolute king and i you know we need to make every dish taste the exact same as the previous one and when you have eight to ten really awesome items you could make that consistently every single time that I, and back to what we talked about earlier, staffing, it's got to be a lot easier to train someone yeah. on eight items than it is on, you know, 48 items, yeah, obviously. Exactly. I mean, that's just, that's basic math. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? It is. There's another teacher I'm going to have to go back and apologize to. <laughs> Apparently, I will use this in later life. Darn it. Uh, you didn't use any algebra, though, so you're fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, that's a win. That is a win. <laughs> One pig equals, I don't know how you do the algebra there, but um, any plans to continue to grow, or are you just trying to uh, keep up? 
up at this point. Um, this year, I think we and we've been growing ever since the pandemic. I, we're one of the few restaurants that we did very substantial shifts. Um, you know, we added the food truck. We we've added another food truck for a minute, and now we got the Mankato location. So for the past five years, we we've kept growing and changing. And this year, our plan is just to get Mankato up and running, and you know, get all the locals just to love our food and crave it. And right. and this year, just maintain and then see what twenty twenty four brings. Yeah, because it's uh, it's ever changing. It, it seems is. like you know it's 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 continually changing. Uh, have you gotten into you saw, you you really hit the nail on the head? I think early when you said uh, the Traeger years, you know where we kind of started on that. And one of the things Stunt and I like to talk about on the show is the trends of barbecuing or just grilling patio mm-hmm. food in yeah. general, and how we kind of went from. We went from the Traeger and the pellets, and then people discovered offsets, and then all of a sudden there was uh, flat tops. There was a push to the yep. flat tops, black stones, yep. And, yep. and the black stones, and uh, now it's the sous vide, yeah, which right. I see a lot of people doing that in different areas. Uh, have you? Do you? Is that something that you like to explore with, or, or meddle with, or are you just tried and true? And um, do you it? know, at this point, I'm pretty tried and true. Like I, I love my offset. And when in the restaurant industry, it's like I, I haven't played around a sous vide, but how do I do 400 pounds of meat with sous vide? Right. You know, and I got it. And the offset is great for cooking a lot of meat at once. Sure. And so that's kind of where I'm sticking with. And, you know, barbecue places, they're going to come. They're going to go because people's tastes in in barbecue, it came really fast and it'll probably fade away just as quickly. But I mean, I think we have a really great product, and until people don't want it anymore, until they tell, tell someone tells you differently, yeah, right? we're probably going to be sticking with it for quite some time. So now, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets here, but uh, you mentioned offsets. So what are you what are you using in your offset? Uh, wood? What kind of wood are you using? Are you using a charcoal supplement with that? How are you doing? That? I'm using white oak. Okay, it's um, southern Minnesota. It's basically wide open country. There ain't a whole lot of trees, so <laughs> we there's very few hardwoods, and white oak happens to be the one I can get my hands on. Okay. And once you get up to the Mankato area, it starts to turn into red oak when you start getting into the hills. So a lot of places up here I've talked to use red oak, but I use white. And the biggest the biggest challenge with offset cooking is fire management, is trying to keep that flame right where you want it and that temp mm-hmm. right where you want it because, you know, it can go one way or the other. And Especially when you're doing a big cook for a restaurant. Like, yeah. that's a lot of food on there that you're hoping stays right where you need it in the temperature range. Yep. So. yep. And um, it, the bigger the cooker is, actually, the easier it is. Okay. Um, but, and like we were talking about consistency, barbecue is one of the hardest things to be consistent with because every piece of meat's different. Um, and I do this out in the weather. Like if you watch my TikToks, I'm doing, the, I'm smoking meat in a snowstorm and right. that's not fun. And it's a bit of a challenge. <laughs> right. Are you now, or would you, would you classify yourself as a, uh, a high tech guy or are you old school? Do you have like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi thermometers or do you put your hand up next to it and go, no, it needs a little more. <laughs> it, it, I'm, I like to consider myself a happy medium of both. Okay. I do have a fireboard that I throw in there. Um, just to get an idea of it, but I'll look at the smoke like from inside my restaurant. I got a window right back at it, and I can tell by the smoke how dark it is on what kind of temp is going on inside that grill. 
And he's because, like a uh, soothsayer. I love it. Because <laughs> yeah. um, if you get like a really gray, heavy smoke, then it, it's going to be colder than what I want. Because like, you're dying. The fire's dying with a grayer. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Because my style of cooking is more of a Central Texas style. I cook a little bit hotter than most do. I'm cooking at about 250, 275, where a lot of people really ramp that down and try to get that Kansas City real heavy smoke. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I go a little lighter. It's the meat still has that that smoke flavor, but it, it's not very per, it's not as pronounced in the meat. Well, and this is something I've always said, but it's a good way to get run out of town on a rail if you're not careful. <laughs> it is possible to have too much smoke. Yeah, you know, I mean, smoke is great, but you can overdo it sometimes, and you don't want people to feel like they're eating a campfire. Yeah, you, know, you got to. Yep. Find that happy meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of the rare ones that um, I'm not a fan of barbecue sauce. Like, I, I want my meat to, to be... Champagne. Exactly. And, um, yeah, if somebody wants barbecue sauce on my meat right away, uh, you're going to see me roll my eyes. And I'm going, uh, <laughs> like, just taste it first. Right. <laughs> and then if you want barbecue, you can put barbecue on it, but not till after. Right. My uh, my wife has a great line. She I wish I could take credit for this line, but whenever she orders a steak at a restaurant and they'll say, would you like steak sauce? And she'll say, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a good line. Yeah. Because yeah. if it needs steak sauce, then there's yeah. something yeah. probably yeah. wrong here, you know? So yeah. that's, and that's, we, we just talked about that last week. We did a show about sauces basically. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things we discussed is you know, don't be afraid to try sauces, but also you don't, the, the sauce should accent yeah. and, in, you know, enhance mm-hmm. the flavor and enhance the meat. It shouldn't be the star of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's exactly it. And that's the one thing about uh, the central Texas. It's, there's going to be sauce in the store, but you might have to look for it. Right. <laughs> you you right. know, it's not going to be slathered on top of your meat when it's served. Just just because, yeah, I want the meat's the star, you know, and cooking at that higher temp, you, you taste more of the meat and less of the smoke because I, I like the taste of beef and I like the taste of right. chicken. And, you know, I want that to be the star of the show, mm-hmm. not not whatever I put on it. Well, and, and without putting words in your mouth, uh, it seems like you work really hard to create a, a texture and, yep. a, and a mouthfeel and a bite yep. and and to get that complexity. And when you add the sauce, that changes the entire texture of your meat, yep. you know, the feel. You lose those crispy edges sometimes. You don't get that same, you don't get that same taste, that same feel, and yep. that same chew, I guess yep. would be the way to say yeah. it. So yep. it's true. And then, and then you throw that into a sandwich or on top of Mac, and then it just adds the complexity of the meat and and everything really goes well together you know uh, our meats my meats the engine to the car because the sandwich is everything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh we're 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 running up against the time factor here but i gotta ask um do you do everything fresh or do you try to is there a way to work ahead and still maintain the quality um with multiple locations um we we make all the meat in-house of course but it's not where i take a hot steaming brisket up to the front of the building and start slicing off right it's that's just not possible i have done extensive research and try and fails to to keep that meat as as good as i possibly can um so you can have it up here in mankato and store it and travel it and where everything's food safe and you know so yeah 
Well, and, and most people probably can assume this, but that changes your cooking style completely also. You yep. know, if you're taking it from if you're taking it from the smoker and you're throwing it on a cutting board for everybody, that's there's there's a different preparation there than there is if you know you're gonna have to travel with it, you yep. know it's gonna sit longer. I mean that's that's all part of the equation. Yep. And you figure out the rest and you know how how long can it rest before you refrigerate it. Mm-hmm. That actually has a lot to do with the meat texture at the end of the day. Right. Um, if you cool it too fast, then that changes it. So yeah, it changes your timeline when you start, when you stop. And yeah, I feel like I feel like you should be smoking in a lab coat. <laughs> it's, very, it's very scientific. Here. Oh, we, like we could have a whole talk show just about the wood choices I use. Oh, yeah, I bet we could. <laughs> yeah, we, that's a whole other episode. honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Because that I think that is important. And sometimes people forget to uh, to look into that part of it. So, uh, Andy, listen, I can't thank you enough for being here at River City Eat, uh, River City Eatery, I should say. Wyndham. Uh, we're at Wyndham. Not that uh, it's that hard to find a Wyndham. But Wyndham you know. is we have one of those old town squares where the courthouse is right in the middle of downtown. We're on the north side um can't miss us i mean that's where usually the cars are parked (laughs) (laughs) nice there it is humble break i love it look at at that we'll do it so well we'll make sure we stop in and uh, check you out whether we find you in your food truck this summer or uh in wyndham or mankato or at the river hills mall in mankato too especially uh if you're in town for whatever reason make sure you uh plan a stop so andy thanks for being here today yeah thanks for having me thanks for listening uh remember if you're uh if you're experimenting you never know where it could lead that's right if you just remember to experiment garage today and restaurant tomorrow yeah Yeah. and change one thing at a time Uh that's their tip to go right there there's your tip to go for (laughs) sure so remember to experiment have fun and don't forget to fire that thing up the barbecue show with stunt and jake like and follow us on instagram and facebook